0: I'm Bill, and I'm T-Dog, and this is Two Two Films, films, Three Three Curious, where the three of us watch two movies, and we're curious about them. We have a special guest today. Her name is Amanda. Say hi, Amanda. Hi. You're (laughs) supposed to say hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Tell us uh, about some movies that you watched recently that you like.
1: Well, um, we watched Hamilton. Yes. That was great. A classic. Yes, I saw that a couple years ago in Chicago. It was fantastic, so it was great to rewatch it. Um, so this is your first time
0: watching it as a movie. Yes, yes. The How did it? How did it compare? Um, the movie was better, right? Well, because I mean, it's the cast.
1: I gotta say, seeing it live was better. <laughs> I, I guess that's reasonable. I guess. Um, but uh, you know they say that the Chicago cast was supposed to be kind of the best one because they had more huh. fun with it. Uh, versus the Broadway
2: serious on Broadway yes
1: yeah yeah um mm-hmm. but pre pandemic I saw 1917 I loved that movie oh, yes man.
0: No I watched cool. that movie I remember back when
1: we used to go see movies I watched remember it with the uh, yes
0: yeah I watched it actually during the pandemic on the on uh streaming and uh I started it, and uh, two films through Curious alum, Devin, was like, this movie seems like it's kind of boring. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's starting mm-hmm. slow. Uh, and then she went to sleep, and by the end of it, I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> this was intense. <laughs> yeah. And, it, like, it yeah. ends, and she's like, this is really sad, the end of it. I'm like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, was yeah. Really
0: but it was, it was a really, I really liked that movie. That yeah. movie was awesome.
1: I, I saw that based off recommendation of a co-worker, and when I went back to work, I had to tell him, you didn't prepare me for the crime.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. brought that can of wine in if I knew. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, we did
1: <laughs> sneak two cans of wine into the movie theater and nice. saw that one.
0: I feel like you have to do that at least once. And I thought that I wasn't going to be the person that had done a thing like that. But then uh, I did that with, uh, with Nick. We went and saw Straight Out of Compton and Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. the remake, uh, or the, the reboot, uh, at the Dollar Theater. <laughs> And we snuck in yeah. uh, tiny liquors and put them in our giant sodas. So that was a, that was quite an experience.
2: And you were 10 years old.
0: Yes. No, we were fully college-aged. <laughs> we were old enough that we bought those liquors without any trouble. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: anyways, uh, before we get started in talking about what movies we watched, uh, thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, all three of them nick and chris who have been our patrons for a good long time as well as two Films for curious alum brenda who sponsors the what, what do you do fcu which uh <laughs> you'll see again or hear again in a, a couple of weeks when we do thor ah yes uh and also uh what are we what are we drinking today what do you guys have
2: i have a slightly mighty locale ipa all right Amanda?
1: Well, I just crushed a breakfast martini, and now I'm drinking Local Buzz Honey Rye Golden Ale.
0: I've got uh, grapefruit and tonic water. I'm drinking a lot of tonic water recently. Mm. It's quite good with any sort of fruit thing in it. Yeah. Mm. Very pro-tonic water. Uh, I thought there was another thing I was going to say, but I guess not. We watched Alien and Royal Tenenbaums. Mm Mm-hmm. And our topic was uninvited guests. Mm-hmm. I stumbled through uninvited just then, but. Uh, I, you made it. Yeah. Powered was, through. I did. I just, like a train. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, do you have some words about uninvited guests, Tyler? Can you define what it means to be an uninvited guest?
2: An uninvited guest
0: is a guest who is uninvited. Ah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you had them come to your house, and then you told them, no, I've changed my mind?
2: No, they just kind of show up out of the blue.
0: Ah, that and, would be a disinvite But you
2: guest. let them in, because okay. they are still a guest. Mm. Knowingly or unknowingly, you let them in. Yes. Hmm. And I guess in both there. these movies, it is knowingly. Yes.
0: Uh, y- yes. For yeah. some characters.
2: Yes. Yeah, not for everyone, but they
0: Yeah. You, and, and in fact, I would argue that, uh, not to jump ahead... That both instances, it is knowingly invited in, but they don't know what can of worms they've opened by doing so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, Amanda, why don't you tell us about the plot of Alien?
1: Okay. So, Alien, by the way, I saw this when I was way too young. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um...
2: Formed your part of your identity. It really
0: has <laughs> truly. There are worse movies to form an identity oh, around. i sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do insist you call me Sigourney. So just by the way, <laughs> not Ellen. Uh no no okay. Um, okay, so Alien. Um, it it opens up. I don't know if you guys do this. It opens up looking at space and the um, the title. Oh, it's so cool. forms, you know, there's one line that forms in each letter every few seconds. When I was a kid watching that, I would try and guess where the next line (laughs) would be coming up on the screen. Um, So, yeah, yeah. so Alien, it's um, basically the commercial ship Nostromo, USS Nostromo, is headed back to Earth with its severin, well, severin, that was weird, seven...
2: Sovereign but crew, <laughs> yes, but really eight, yes, yeah.
1: really eight, uh, crew members that are in their uh, stasis freezers. A good nap,
0: yeah, a little sleepy sleep.
1: Um, so there's a there's some beeping, a distress signal um, comes from the moon. Uh, the captain Dallas goes and... Talks to mother, you know the. Goes in the chamber. Um, he's got the weird. Uh, what are those? Um, Keyboard. Keyboards words. <laughs> 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 there's there's only like nine buttons, but he's typing oh. full sentences. Yeah, yes. he's yes. Like typing yes. so fast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like a stenographer. <laughs> like a stenographer.
0: Yeah.
1: He's asking mother, "Hey, what's up? Why did we go?" you know, woken up right now. It's a distress signal. Um, so there's some discussion. They end up going to go check it out. And on this moon, it's a pretty rough landing that, um, you know, there's some issues with the ship after that.
2: You can't just leave right away. Nope.
1: No, 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 no. So, um, and one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the two engineers, there's uh, Parker and Brett. And <laughs> I love them. They're so great. I know they're, they're, they're so favorites. good. Uh, and Brett said, "Well, this is going to take us at least seventeen hours." Yeah. Parker goes to Kane and uh, Dallas, the rest of the crew. Yeah, this is going to take us twenty-five hours. <laughs> like I love that scene. It's a classic move. It's yeah. a very, it's a yes. very
0: Scotty from Star Trek uh-huh. move.
1: Anyway, um, so there's a small group of the crew that goes out to look at. See where the distress signal is com- coming from. They find that ship from Prometheus, that like crescent-shaped yeah. shaped ship. The
0: the the pastry ship.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah. croissant <laughs> ship. Yeah. Um. They start looking around. There's you know the giant dude that's in the ship from Prometheus times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. They find, uh, I think what he actually calls in the movie are leathery eggs. Yeah. So that's a funny. one. Yeah,
0: that's a, it was quite <clears throat> disturbing. Although it makes sense why then there is a picture of eggs in that guy's uh, sexy lady shrine. Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe he just really likes eggs, leathery <laughs> and otherwise. So.
2: Um,
1: so leathery eggs turns out not great. Yeah. Kane gets himself face hugged. Yep. He gets a face hug. Okay, yeah. By a face hugger. The rest of the crew that came that went with them bring him back to the ship. Uh, This is where Ripley says you can't come on board. We can't break quarantine. This is not Mm -hmm. okay. What if what he has spreads to the rest of the ship? Um, uh, Ash um, who's their what's it called? Science Science officer. He overrides Ripley's order and lets them on board. And he's not
2: really allowed to do that. And he's not
1: supposed to do that and that's One of the first signs that something is going wrong here. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, If the leathery egg didn't tip it off already.
1: Leathery eggs, face hugger, if you didn't know that this was not normal.
2: Right. They're enemies outside and inside the ship. Mm
1: Ash's, yes. Ash's response definitely brought that home. So, anyway, um, you know, kind of skipping forward. Oh, one thing that I wrote down is that while ash and dallas are attempting to remove the face hugger hugger from Kane. they're wearing these oxygen masks that are called simple fate it's called a simple face mask it's completely open it is not blocking anything uh from entering you know they're breathing in it's not providing them oxygen it's doing nothing it doesn't even look good so i just found that really funny um that they so
2: are... Scott was shopping from a medical surplus store <laughs> trying to make yes. the little things. H.R. Yeah. <laughs> Geiger yeah. knocked it out of the park with the alien stuff. When it comes to the medical stuff, you're sort of like.
1: Yeah.
2: We blew our budget on the alien. Right? Um.
1: So that's when they discover, oh, these aliens have acid blood. When I was a kid, I thought, oh, of course they do. Right. <laughs> like, of course they do. Why not? Um. And what's interesting to me is that the acid Blood doesn't really come up ever again in the rest of the movie that I noticed. Well,
0: like, no, but they—they they, that was a part of that is a contributing reason reason as to why they use fire things because That's and they true. don't just shoot projectile things could be dangerous in the spaceship for many reasons. One of which is yeah. acid blood.
1: The acid blood, like, definitely is a little bit more scary in aliens. Yeah, I, I feel think. like in all but of the, all of the other yeah. alien movies, yeah. they're like, they like all
0: lean into it. Acid blood. Yeah.
1: Um. So Especially then, alien yeah. 4. Y- yes. So then uh, Kane who got face-hugged, um, you know, it, it fell off his face, and they, you know, found it dead. Okay, so he's awake, and it's time for dinner. Yeah. They're all sitting down to a nice family meal. Yeah. Um, and that's when Cain starts to choke, and then uh, it bursts through his chest, and we all know that. Classic um, scene. Classic yeah. scene, and uh, Lambert gets sprayed with blood. You know, that also her face and all that is just classic. So. She didn't um, like that. Mm mm. No. Mm mm-hmm. um, So, anyway, the the small alien runs away, and then. He's so tiny. I know. <laughs> and I just think of that gif where he's just like, hello, my favorite. Like, I love <laughs> dancing. That. From the of Spaceballs. Yeah, the yeah. yes, so the crew's looking for the alien that they think is that size. Yep. Yeah. They end up finding Jones, the cat. Yeah. He pops Old out. Old Jonesy. It's, um, that scene scared me more than I like to admit when I was a kid. <laughs> the cat popping out.
0: Speaking of, do you know about the first time Jack saw Alien? No. So Jack had never seen it before. I think he was like late junior high, early high school. It was the okay. summer and he was sitting on the couch and my dad was watching it with him. And my dad has seen it a million, billion times. And so, anytime it was a really suspenseful part, he made sure to like uh, to Jack. <laughs> Jack would just shoot up out of the chair. Classic, classic bit. Oh yeah.
1: Um. So they go looking for Jones the cat because he's throwing off their um, radar. Yeah. yeah. We gotta find him. This is the point that Brett, um, one of the engineers, the Hawaiian shirt wearing uh. guy. Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Yes. So great. Uh, this is where we see the grown-up Xenomorph and what it looks like grown up.
0: He's big. Yeah. He's a big boy now. Big papa. <laughs> yeah. With a little mouth.
1: Uh, that Inside does not, of a in, mouth. No, yes. Tiny mouth.
0: <laughs> this is a visual joke that I'm making. You guys can't hear it. So... <laughs> um,
1: Brett gets what we assume is eaten, okay? So... Yeah. Then they um, start looking for the Xenomorph in the air ducts.
2: Yep. And That's how he's getting around the ship.
1: That's how he's getting around the because ship. Because they
2: have larger-than-human-sized air ducts.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got a lot Classic. of air.
2: Pumping a lot of air
0: through this yes. ship.
1: And you better uh, get your flamethrower in there. All that you know, <laughs> So I, oxygen. I figure...
0: That it has to be that if they are able to produce artificial gravity, they've also been able to produce artificial Earth-style atmosphere. That has to be the answer. (laughs) As a Star Wars fan, I know how to stretch reality to its breaking point Uh in an attempt uh to facilitate the sketchy science of a thing, and I feel like that has to be what it is.
1: Well, at one scene, it looks like there's rain in the ship when he's looking up. It might be condensation from the machinery or something. I'm pretty sure it's right. It might be its own atmosphere within the ship.
0: I'm cool with that. It's a huge fucking ship. You know about the Walmart that uh, was able to generate weather systems? It was an empty Walmart. And because of how big it was, it it had like clouds. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go.
1: Um, (laughs) So Dallas is crawling around in the air ducts. Gets ambushed, basically. Um, Lambert screaming the whole time. She's really—I mean,
0: I feel like a time. what's her name? A trough from, time from aliens. <laughs> Tough <laughs> time and rough time. Exactly. What's her name from Aliens? Uh, is it Rodriguez? Yes. I feel like she is in direct response to what's her name from Alien One. Yeah. To yeah. be like, we can have more than just Ripley be a badass woman. Well,
1: I when I was kind of looking at you know some notes and stuff about this podcast and what to do, what to talk about, blah, blah. Lambert, that actress, she went in thinking that she was going to be Ellen Ripley.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: And then realized that she's not, definitely not. No. And she's her character. But I think her character represents how the normal human A regular person would feel, yeah. Yeah, if you were in that scenario, so... A
0: combination of her and the other engineer guy, who's just like, Bucket, let's kill everything. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, So at this point... uh,
0: Fight and flight.
1: The two higher-ups on the ship have been eaten. Ripley's now in charge. She has access to Mother. Um, uh, This is when she finds out that this... uh, um, the whole plan was to go and get this specimen and bring it back to Earth, and that the whole crew is expendable. Um, she comes out, uh, I think it, at that point is that when Ash starts sweating.
2: Yeah. Milk.
1: Milk. We'll go with milk. Yeah.
2: He needs some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: Ash tries to, you know, suffocate or feed Ripley a magazine, more or less. <laughs> it's it's and the like worst the, way to kill someone. To I, mean, so I don't know why that was what
0: he picked, but I guess, yeah, that's, that's he was, what he, he had decided He so already today. sweated so much milk, he just wasn't thinking <laughs> straight I know, but how point. to kill
1: someone was not part of his programming. So yeah, Certainly not, certainly not. You know, Ash is a robot, you know, that's what that's all about. And then they kill him. Uh, then my, one of my other favorite scenes is that it's obviously a mannequin head.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the camera just flips to, uh, I don't know the actor's name. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Has his head his through. His head <laughs> yeah. through the, obviously there's a hole in the table. His head is just sitting you know, through the table. You know, honestly, when
0: you pointed it out when we were watching it, I was like, uh, yeah, that's so bad. And in my head I'm thinking, I always thought that was one of the coolest effects <laughs> in this whole fucking movie. Like, I watched it, this is like the second time in as many months as I watched it, because mm-hmm. I watched them all, like all of them. The other day, yeah, and I th- every time I'm like, "That's badass."
1: But it's such a good idea. But also, it's so.
0: It's better with Bishop uh, in the second and third yeah, one yes, for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. So Ash's talking head starts saying creepy stuff about how the xenomorph is the perfect organism, and
0: if you like it so much, why don't you marry it, Ash? Because um, robots don't have agency; they can't marry. <laughs>
1: Uh, so they kill him, the remaining crew, which is Ripley, Lambert, and Parker, um, initiate self-destruct, and they say, we're going to blow this thing up. Yeah, and the, the popsicle stand. And the, what was it, 20 million tons of...
0: Yeah, whatever. Gas.
1: Something that they were carrying. Been there. <laughs>
0: Had some queso last night. Hashtag 20 million tons of gas.
1: <laughs> um... Ripley sends Lambert and Parker off to go collect, I don't remember, some kind of canister for the escape pod.
2: Yeah, the MacGuffin.
1: Um, they both get, they're both, g- they get killed, eaten, we presume. So, uh, <laughs> Ripley and Jones the cat in his cat carrier, <laughs> his futuristic cat it's carrier. It's so cute, I want one so bad. After she throws it around a few times. <laughs>
0: right they head for the es- yes. he gets out of this movie with only about seven lives left <laughs> yeah, for sure
1: uh they're heading for the escape shuttle she is classic scene she looks around the corner there's the xenomorph right there um,
0: flashing lights yep
1: yes uh, yeah some strobe lights and then
0: little mouths
1: uh-huh <laughs> She is trying to stop the self-destruct function now that the xenomorph is in between her and the escape shuttle and then it's too late um, you know that scene is it was so just crazy to me watching it for the first time it's so suspenseful and she's just trying to push down those rods to try to get to stop and it doesn't um, anyway goes back to the escape shuttle looks okay you know she's acting calm Jones is hanging out we're good there's the classic you know Sigourney Weaver in her underwear scene um, which is just a mood hey, if I got yeah. away from a scene uh, warm,
0: you know, the first thing I would do is strip down yes I was talking to, to Devin about it and this is obviously not part of the uh, this part of this podcast uh, but I gotta say that I, f- I feel like as a cishet white man, man my opinion in this matter is obviously relevant But I feel like other sci fi movies would have leaned harder into sexualizing that scene, and I don't Mm -hmm. think that it was as much in the first one. Which, uh, props. Big ups to Alien 1 Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. being reasonable about that as much as possible. I
1: mean, she was acting like someone who just survived something, who was like, I gotta take off these sweaty clothes. Yeah, I gotta get into my stasis thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um,. So, you know, the fact that the walls of the ship look like the Xenomorph comes into play at this point, <laughs> um, uh, she looks over and the Xenomorph is in a little nook mm-hmm. in the wall. He mm-hmm. is taking a little snooze. <laughs> he's had a hard couple of days. so he's a little sleepy sleep. sleep.
2: He just grew so much. He's yeah.
1: He's done a lot of growing, a lot of <laughs> yeah. eating.
0: He's... You know when that happened to me, my joints got real bad, and, I, and then I would have to sleep mm-hmm. uh, on the floor of my parents' bedroom because I was my hurt real bad and I was scared.
1: Did they have to like gas you out like Ripley did? No, my dad oh, okay. just held my hand. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that's what Ripley does next. She's in her spacesuit. She gets into backwards and yeah, you know, um, gases him out. Uh, he goes to attack her. Need to say something. No. Okay. Um and she opens the airlock. He's hanging on. I'm assuming he's a he, you know. Yeah. It's hanging on. She has a harpoon. A space harpoon. Shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> uh for those space whales. Um she harpoons them into space. And then maybe the worst scene
0: of the whole movie. <laughs> is it's when around he's up. flopping around at the back of the ship
1: with this off on a rope I mean it's bad so he crawls into an exhaust engine type pipe she hits the engines and blasts him into space
2: um and Jones is apparently fine with not having air for a little while Yeah, he's fine yes, yes. he just held his breath yeah yeah so five yeah. lives especially. yes <laughs>
1: Um, so that's about it. Ripley does her final log, yep, and then they go into stasis.
0: That's Slip. Alien. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to add. Tyler, do you have anything to add? Mm-mm. All right, let me tell you guys about a little movie I like to call the Royal Tenenbaums. What What is it actually called? Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> actually, I can't remember if there's at the front or not. This there is. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so I call it what it's called. <laughs> So Royal Tenenbaums uh, starts with some information about the Tenenbaum family and their patriarch, Royal. Uh, there are uh, two boys and an adopted daughter who Royal makes sure everybody knows is adopted every time. You find that Royal is just not a great dad. He's kind of absentee. He, he likes to have the fun parts of being a father, but does not care to actually be a father. So his wife, uh, Etheline, is the... Is the real person who raised uh, her children. Uh, Royal eventually just leaves uh, and uh, Etheline raises uh, their three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Stiller is uh, a businessman and has been for a while. He has uh, two sons and his wife and their dog died in a plane crash. Uh, Luke Wilson is a tennis player Uh, But he's retired from that and now lives on a boat. Had a breakdown. Yeah, had a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, the adopted daughter, is a playwright uh, and is married to uh, Bill Murray, who is much older than her, and working on a therapy thing, some weird science experiment (laughs) with a boy who's just crazy pants, Mm -hmm. moon brain he's the best i love him what's his name again dudley dudley Dudley. that's right
1: it says so on his hat (laughs) that's how you know that's his his hat
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um royal finds out that etheline is going it has been proposed to by her business partner uh danny glover Uh, And so Royal tries to reinsert himself into the Mm -hmm. lives of his family and children by faking having some sort of illness that he ends up deciding is cancer. Mm -hmm. So he moves back into, uh, Ethelene's house at the same time that Ben Stiller moves back in because he got locked out of his old house. Uh, and Ethelene is like, well, why didn't you call a locksmith? And he's like, I did. Mm-hmm. and she's like fine and so mm-hmm. uh he goes and lives there uh additionally uh gwyneth paltrow uh has been feeling really depressed and Etheline is like you're feeling depressed you need to we need to get you help mm-hmm. uh and she's like anyways also your brother now lives mm-hmm. at home too mm-hmm. and she's like wait he can do that wait, i want to do that and i do yes. yeah and so she moves back in too Uh, And then Luke Wilson finds out that Gwyneth Paltrow is living at home, and so he decides to come home too because, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. he's in love with his adopted sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, His adopted sister finds out because the boy who lived across the street, Owen Wilson, who's a famous author and friends with Luke Wilson. And the
2: unofficial fourth tenet mom mom child. child, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, Gets a letter from Luke Wilson saying, I'm in love with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And so when Owen Wilson and Gwyneth Paltrow are on a date... He says, "Oh, I'm supposed. To, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but your brother's in love with you." Just FYI. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. F FY your information. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they all at home, and it just Ben Stiller is not thrilled that his dad is there because Ben Stiller feels like he was never paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow is she's just like I don't care. It's as if there's another chair in the house because she doesn't give a fuck about royal. And Luke Wilson's excited because he had a reasonable relationship with his dad when he yeah. realized that it, it wasn't a, probably it wasn't a very healthy
2: relationship. And he's the one who like no. sneakily got him into the house. Yeah, right. yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, so uh, Royal tries to have a relationship with, or tries to continue to shoehorn himself in, but he doesn't, he's not paying attention to the things that his children need. Uh, and then like he, he's he's trying to trick Ben Stiller into hanging out with him by hanging out with Ben Stiller's kids mm-hmm. and eventually like Ben Stiller finds out that Royal is faking the illness and they, he gets thrown out of the house. Uh, and it's about that time that Royal realizes, I really fucked up oh, no, because he has, no, that's not what I forgot. Uh, Luke Wilson tries to kill himself uh, mm-hmm. because he's depressed because he finds out that Gwyneth Paltrow uh, is he he doesn't think that she's going to love him. And so he tries to kill himself. Uh, And they all go to the hospital, and they won't let Royal in because Mm -hmm. they told him to not come in. Uh, And then Luke Wilson realizes, he's like, it's okay. And he goes and he tells Gwyneth Paltrow I love her. And she's like, I love you too, Uh, but it should be a secret for now. And then Gwyneth Paltrow goes and talks to Royal and is like, you're a fucko. And he's like, I am a fucko. And so uh, he goes to apologize at the wedding. He's at, at uh, Etheline's wedding and is like, hey, I really fucked up. I shouldn't have done these things and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Wilson kills a dog. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. Uh, Royal, uh, because he's now actually trying to be a good dad, uh, they start like reabsorbing him into their family. And he mm-hmm. dies of a heart attack not that long later. Yeah. But then people uh, love him because he apologized and tried to be better
1: but at the end um, you saw what he put on his headstone. yeah his headstone was still said, yeah said I uh, died from uh, like saving saving my family from a dist- <laughs> from a destroyed sinking ship right <laughs> so
0: even though he had a heart attack he still was ostentatious in and the didn't end, mind he lying. was still
1: royal Tenenbaum. right so. <laughs> he
0: was still royal but maybe a maybe a more cognizant royal mm-hmm mm-hmm Anyways, that's Royal Tenenbaums. Bombs. Uh, it was really choppy because I don't have my notes with me. I forgot them at home. So, okay.
1: so my summary was way longer, than
0: <laughs> and I forgot pretty much everybody character's name. So that's why everybody had a no, no, no. Saying oh, Owen
1: Wilson lives. killed a dog is definitely <laughs> the way to go here.
0: Thank you, I appreciate
2: it. Yeah, Tyler, do you have fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Tell us, tell us these fun facts. In Alien, this is kind of a commonly known. Fun fact, I've seen it on Reddit a few times, that to create the tendons in the Xenomorph's jaws, they used shredded condoms. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I know that he had condom lips. Huh. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Hey, condom lips. <laughs> hmm. The blue laser lights that were used in the alien, alien ship's egg chamber were borrowed from the Who? Oh, Nito! The band was oh. testing out the lasers for their stage show at the soundstage right next door, so they borrowed those lights, Nito, to use for that. Wow! This one, this one would have, I think, changed the movie. Harrison Ford turned down being Dallas.
0: Oh, wouldn't that have been that would have been so interesting?
2: Yeah,
0: and it would have just further packed a cast full of really like important mm-hmm. people, yeah. like Ian Holm, yeah. uh, John Hurt,
1: yep.
0: Sigourney Weaver.
2: Harry Dean Stanton.
1: Yep.
2: Some other friends. Here's, this one's also. It was easier to do back then than it is now. To preserve the shock value of the alien's appearance, there was n- there were no production images released at all, even to the guy who wrote the novelization. Wow. wow. He didn't even know what it looked like. <laughs> Which again is easier to do in the seventies and eighties than it is right. now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then here's. When Sigourney, it was Sigourney Reaver's idea to sing "You Are My Lucky Star" while getting rid of, while like getting her suit on, and getting ready yeah. to get rid of the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott mentions how much flack he got from the studio because the the rights to the song were hella expensive. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's super weird. Huh. So yeah, they, apparently it was really expensive to get that huh. song. <laughs> That's super interesting. And then we have five for uh, World Tenon bombs as well. The hand that is seen with the BB Lodge between its knuckles. It's not Ben Stiller's, obviously. It's Andrew Wilson's. Owen and Luke's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. When they were children, Owen fired a BB gun at, it, at his hand, and the BB's been there ever since. Interesting. So I feel like that maybe even inspired that bit of the movie. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was on well,
2: set. Well, because Wes Anderson is and friends like, with. Well, Whoa. He, he's been Wes
0: and Owen have been friends since college, since before yeah. all that. So I'm certain Wes had known
2: all of the them. The story. Wes yeah. was yeah.
1: probably like, "How do I get another Wilson <laughs> yeah. brother in this movie?"
2: <laughs> he was there when the BB was shot. Probably. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> This one is, I love this one because it's also a plot point in the movie. The original hawk used to play Mordecai, was okay. kidnapped during shooting, and held for ransom. What? Really? Production could not wait for him to be returned, so they got a different bird that has more white feathers, <laughs> which is why that's in the movie. No
0: way. That's such a weird held for that, ransom. That is the plot of a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs>
2: that is the
1: most Wes Anderson thing to happen yeah. during a Wes Anderson Did movie.
2: Did he hold it for ransom? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we have just been Wes Anderson. Well, so see, that's the thing. Like, that,
0: that, feels, that feels like the plot of a much more dishonest director. <laughs> Wes Anderson seems like the kind of a person that would just happen to.
1: I always thought the conversation of he has more white feathers that happens and takes up like a minute yeah. was just really weird. I, I mean, but... I,
0: I just chalked it up as bizarre Wes Anderson yeah. dialogue that that's focuses true. on the
2: weirdness of things. <laughs> that's great. I love it. I didn't know this, even after seeing the whole movie, that the movie is largely shot in New York City. Okay. Oh,
1: I can see that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Wes Anderson intentionally avoided virtually any shots of skyscrapers or other distinct landmarks. Mm -hmm. When Royal and Pagoda are talking in Battery Park on the southern tip of Manhattan, Anderson intentionally had Kumar Palana stand directly in front of the Statue of Liberty so that you wouldn't be able to see it in the shot. Uh. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Also, it sounds like a very Wes Anderson thing to do. Yes. The scene where Richie, who is Luke Wilson's character, punches the glass in Mordecai's pen was unscripted, in, mm-hmm. improvised by Wilson on the spot. The scene quickly cuts to Richie and, and Raleigh, or Raleigh, uh, Bill Murray's character, talking up close because when he punched the glass, Wes Anderson thought that he hurt himself. <laughs> 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 but it's so, it's like, it's, 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 it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. It's so the perfect. The timing of it is like exact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then here's another one that just like that Harrison Ford for Alien, this would have changed this movie too. Gene Wilder turned down the role of Royal because oh. because he was because of his retirement. I don't know if I would have liked that as much. That would have been no. strange. It would have been
0: really strange. It would have been a. It would have been. I would have afraid it would have been too silly. Yeah. And I think that Harrison Ford as Dallas could have been makes too, more sense. It would have been. It would have made I more sense. And too. I think that he could have. He could have done it fine. But that also I think would have. Yeah. fundamentally changed alien and potentially for not the better. What do we call that? What's not better? For the worse.
1: worse. For the worser.
0: For the worstiest. Anyways. See, fun facts? Those are my fun facts. Talk about similarities and differences. Similarities. There's a lot of uninvited guests in both movies, but in a much more real sense, there's only one uninvited guest, and it's love. (laughs) because the Royal Tenenbaums they realize they do love their dad I know the Royal Tenenbaums I'm curious
2: about the alien (laughs) one
0: and you didn't know that Ash loves the alien
1: you know you know what you're right one thing that I did jot down (laughs) was how much love and romance played a part in the Royal Tenenbaums and it really did not (laughs) an alien Besides, that alien loved killing people. That
2: alien loved he killing people, and loved Ash loved people. that alien. And, yeah, Ash did It's love my favorite people. romance movie, Alien. <laughs> I have... My similarity is similar. Yeah. is that the initial uninvited guest leads to more uninvited more oh, oh, yeah. guests. More uninvited guests. And yeah. I think that... I think this is an interesting point that... Is the original uninvited guest on the Nostromo Ash... Because he was thrown in at the last second by the company yeah. in order to be their man on the inside. So is mm-hmm. he... Because he's the one that lets the facehugger that's attached in Yeah. and yes. continues. So like, is he the original uninvited guest of the ship? Wow. I think so. Is the uninvited guest the friends that we met along the way? Oh, Maybe. that's Royal <laughs> Ten <Tip-mom to death. laughs> uh, And that it's Ben Stiller's character showing up and then all of the other kids come back too. <laughs> yeah. Here's the difference. Alien
0: has two prequels three sequels mm-hmm. and two spin-off franchise movies <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums has no prequels uh-huh. no sequels uh-huh. and with the exception of Royal Tenenbaums versus the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou there's no spin-off <laughs> franchise movies
1: <laughs> um, i noticed that both movies more, almost, well, this is not a great similarity. Alien, definitely most of the movie takes place on the Nostromo. Yeah. Briefly, they go to that moon, and they're in the um, Crescent Bowl mm-hmm. ship. Um, but it takes place on that. Um, and in the Royal bombs, most of, everything of importance happens in that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Tenenbaum house. Um. You know, there's the hospital scenes and yeah. at the hotel. And, sure, but you're right. But the overwhelming
0: majority seems to take place yeah. at the at the, the plot house. going forward. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, in that house. Yeah, hmm. and both have very weird, hard to discern layouts. Yeah,
2: both yeah. the Nostromo. And the tenement mm-hmm. house, they're like mazes. Yeah, when you see a room, you don't know where that room is in, in the yeah, house in relation. To I love the things. little board game closet. I love the board game closet. <laughs> yes, and I love when Royal is meeting with Pagoda, and they're both in there, and he yeah. has like a martini, and yeah. they're like just like shot, like sharing info. <laughs> but he's just I holding love, a martini, like drinking it inside so of that perfect. closet.
0: Yeah, it's such a. I I like. I mean, oh, who was it? Someone said something. I think it may have been Nick said something about how. Um, the one you got me. Grand Budapest Hotel is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. Um, and I I think that it is, it is the one that has the most amount of Wes Anderson things in it. But I think Royal Tenenbaums might be the best example of a Wes Anderson. Like if you were going to say, uh-huh. hey, if you were going to show somebody... A West, if someone was like, what's what, what's a Wes Anderson movie like? Yeah. I think that I would probably show them Royal Tenenbaums, I and if they're like, completely. I like this, then you show them Grand Budapest. Which, yeah. mine was opposite.
1: I, yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah. I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox first, which may have been uh, oh. just a weird little, my but
1: first, then I watched
0: Royal Tenenbaums after that.
1: My first was uh, Moonrise Kingdom.
0: Okay. So, yeah. I watched, what, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then years later I watched Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. with uh, Greg. Uh and then I think I watched uh Life Aquatic next maybe. Mm-hmm. No, I watched uh Darjeeling Limited, then Life Aquatic, then Bottle Rocket and then Grand Budapest. I think those are the only ones I've seen.
1: Can I say one difference? Yes. Uh, oh, that yeah. I noticed in the movies. So um you know, in Alien um uh, it's these you know multiple attacks by the xenomorph and uh ellen ripley getting away and then that's the end of the movie yeah aliens goes into what happens a little bit more mm-hmm. after that you know but in the world bombs, it shows the resolution and the aftermath yep. of the main event yeah. of everyone coming together and all these changes and um you know uh it shows improvement in most people's lives but an Alien it just kind of cuts off and you don't know
0: you don't know how it it affected
1: her how it what happened after that yeah you know this profound thing happened then what you just that's the end of the movie
0: have you seen Room the Brie Brie Larson movie no I was fascinated this isn't really do you know the do you know the premise Mm -hmm. so without giving too many spoilers um and this is something that you would recognize if you paused the movie mm-hmm. at a point <laughs> to find out how much is left. Um, Brie Larson, is, the the movie is that she's kidnapped by somebody and like kept in the shed and back, and is raped by him, mm-hmm. and she has a kid, and so her and this kid live in this shack, hmm. and then she ends up getting out, like breaking out. Her and the kid break out of the shack, mm-hmm. but them living there and breaking out is like the first third to half of the movie and the whole rest of the movie is what happens after that and it was so fascinating because i mean like when i when i saw like they did that little like how they do an ad sometimes on netflix where it just shows you like one scene Uh and it's brie Mm -hmm. larson trying to explain to her son that they're like why they are there yeah, um, and he's just not—he's fundamentally not getting it because how else do you explain that there's an outside to yeah. a kid who's only seen one room before? Yeah, Um that room, right? And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, the whole movie is going to be them getting out. And then you realize the whole last like half to two thirds of this movie mm-hmm. is Brie mm-hmm. Larson having to deal with the fact that she's been locked up for like it's a almost story. ten years. It's a different
1: story and, than what happens, right? Having in to deal room.
0: with her—her her family has her parents had gotten. Force because like it's is so intense and I think that Alien is obviously a great movie and amazing and so cool that it's just that contained story because it's sort of like it's this is why I feel like a lot of really great sci-fi movies are based on short stories because that's all you need to get the whoa that's cool but I like I like Royal Tenenbaums for exactly what you said that you get to see you don't just see this is a family that has trouble you see why how that trouble affects them when it's yeah. brought to the foreground yeah. and how they can resolve it. Yeah. Here's another interesting uh, similarity. In Royal Tenenbaums, Royal, they think he's going to die. Then they find out he's fine and then he dies of a heart attack at the end. Mm-hmm. In Alien, John Hurt you think he's going to die because he's got a facehucker yep. on him. But then the facehucker okay. falls off, <laughs> and he's okay. And then he <laughs> dies.
1: In a major way. In a
2: major way. <laughs> a little more major yes. than a heart attack, one could he say. He saved yeah. that whole ship and everybody on it. I have a difference. Okay. In Alien, we basically only know what the protagonists do. Yes. It it's a very slow drip of info as yeah. you're learning about yeah. the alien and what it does. in the World Tenon bombs. You start off with, "Here's the history of all the Tenon bombs." Oh yeah. And at several points in it, you get little more little snippets of. Yeah. Oh well, she's actually been smoking since she was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the mm-hmm. throw, we know a lot more than the characters in the movie do. Yeah. Hmm. Player knowledge, character knowledge. We should pair both of these with a and D movie. Like, Gamers too. Yeah. About uninvited guests. <laughs> Another difference I have is that the main threat in uh, Alien is an external threat. This is a this is a character versus nature story for the most part. Of this thing is killing people. It's unstoppable. How do we get away? Not, yeah. not even really how do we kill. it. How do we get away from it? Mm-hmm. And then in World of bombs it's more of an internal process that everyone's going through. It's going it's character versus character and also character versus self. Yeah, confronting mm-hmm. why you feel this way because your dad's a shithead. And also, it does break out into fight at the end, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, when that car hit Buckley, the dog, that was pretty uh, character versus nature, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that car is a force. That was of machine. machine. That was man versus
0: technology. <laughs> <laughs> Man's best friend
1: versus technology.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the show New Girl is when uh, Nick says that there's only seven different types of stories. Man versus man, man versus dog, dog versus zombie. Stories of kings and lords, James Bond, women after fifty finding themselves after divorce, and car commercial. Those are the seven different types of stories.
1: <laughs> That's
0: true. You guys have any other similarities or differences? All right. Um, I was gonna have one more similarity.
1: I wrote down something very dumb.
0: Do it. I gave my dumb one at the beginning okay. and all throughout.
1: Okay. In the movie Alien. Yes. There's a cat. Yes. In the Royal Tenenbaum.
0: It's a dog. There's a dog. Yeah, that is a difference. <laughs> and, but also a similarity. Yes.
1: Well, and mice. Yes. And actually, there's two dogs. So it wasn't yeah. even that great. And a of... turtle. Oh. Well,
2: there's your mm-hmm. difference. One has one animal, and the other one has many, many animals. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No leathery eggs in Royal Tenenbaum <laughs> that we They're... know of.
1: There's a real lack of leathery <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Um, which Fundamental lack. Was that lack. a
0: misstep? I feel Anderson? like you know. I well, you know, the
2: they eyes. don't show you how those those Dalmatian mice are born. They might come from leathery. They eggs. may come from leathery eggs. Yeah. I read a, or I heard on a on a different podcast
0: uh, where they talked about how they felt that Grand Budapest Hotel was Wes Anderson's apology for the just really culturally tone deaf white savior movie that is Darjeeling Limited. Mm -hmm. And maybe Wes Anderson will make a movie to apologize for the fact that Royal Tenenbaums has no leathery eggs. (laughs) I would watch Wes Anderson's Alien movie. Although I think that it would be a biopic about the kids that did the stage production of Alien at the high school.
1: (laughs) But you know what? If Wes Anderson did an Alien movie, the Nostromo patch that's very 70s, and it's like a rainbow, that would be the exact same. Absolutely. No
0: changes. It would be really weird to see a shot of just the xenomorph standing there, and then Uh uh, Ellen Ripley just standing there, and then they pose, and then they fight. I
2: would watch that.
1: Yeah. While some indie rock plays in the background. Yeah,
2: It's Paul Simon again. All all the way. That leads into my last similarity. They both use in real life music. Yes, Even though it is just Ripley singing mm-hmm. at the very end. It is still a song that was not made for the movie.
0: I wonder how many sci-fi movies have in the, in characters World in Town distress Amongst, of songs. singing distressfully music. Yeah, Because we've got that, 2001 A Space Odyssey, When Hal Sings mm-hmm. Daisy. That's all I've got. Maybe it's just two.
2: But you know, <laughs>
1: Alien is set in like 21... 20-something. 20, 20 I was gonna say, I
2: wanted to find out they were both in the 70s, the, the 1970s and the 2170s, 7170s. but it was 2120-something. 20 okay. Oh, never <laughs> mind. And if, my dumb and if she's singing
1: a song from... <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, that's like us humming Mozart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. We would be...
1: That's like us humming some caveman tune or something.
2: <laughs>
0: Well, let's do the math back. That's what? That's a It's a 70s song, so that's a hundred and... That's about two. How many years is that? I can't do the math. Okay, that's I get it. it. Not years. quite caveman, I that's get 200 it. 200 years. But, so yeah, but you now that's 200 years before us.
2: That's... Oh, that's just the national anthem. Oh, yeah. That's what we're singing. Never mind. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>
1: Nervously putting on
2: your space, yeah. and, oh say. <laughs> Wait, I started too high
0: again. I started too high again. I gotta start lower.
1: <laughs> I don't know how much of that I can sing legally on this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, one of these days I'm finally gonna get our uh, our intro music, and that's when we're gonna really find out what the uh, the copyright laws are. Because right. it's yeah. gonna be the first—I don't know—two or three measures. Of the song "Science Fiction" double feature from Rocky Horror Picture Show, because that was what I wanted to call this podcast, and then I realized that, that means that we only had yes. do science fiction movies. Oh, so yeah. we didn't do that. But I figure on like a, I, I had to look up what the name of the key with the name of the, the electric piano was, and I don't remember anymore. But I have to, I can look it up again. But it's the same electric piano from the beginning of uh, "Sheep," the Pink Floyd song, this sort of like mellowy, jazzy '70s electric piano. Playing the first two measures of uh, "Science Fiction Double Feature." I just have to—I have to get a piano. Wow. I have to record it, mm-hmm. and then we'll have it, and we'll get uh, copyright.
1: Well, that's only three steps. So, so that's pretty easy. <laughs> wow, two films, two curious fans getting real scoop on this episode. Two
0: two films, uh, three curious alum. Devin, I think, is going to have to be the one that plays it yeah. because uh, I can't play the piano. You can play the piano. I can play a little bit of piano. Okay, so we'll figure it out. I can read music, too. I, I can read that. music. I just can't play the piano. I can I can see it with my eyes. I can't do it with my fingies. I can Not also see it with time. my eyes. You can see with your look, <laughs> look with with your special <laughs> eyes. With my brand. My brand. <laughs> my brand. <laughs> now we're going to get copyrighted for that. <laughs> oh, great. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on to questions. questions. Do you guys have any questions? Uh,
1: my question was already questioned. What was it? And that is... Is the Royal Tenenbaums the most Wes Anderson-y of Wes Anderson movies? Well, we can
0: talk about a little bit more why. I
1: think yes. I
0: think so. I think that with that caveat, that it is the best example of what to show someone if someone is like, what is a Wes Anderson movie? Because I I think that more of the things that Wes Anderson does are in Grand Budapest. But it's like is the best is the most George Lucas movie like a prequel Star Wars movie where he wrote and directed them mm-hmm. or is the is the most George Lucas movie Star Wars 4 where he just wrote the story and somebody else directed it no he directed that one but he had a lot more there was a lot more input from other people on that yeah one. yeah is the best George Lucas movie the special edition of Star Wars 4 where he can put all the stuff that he wants in or is it the theatrical edition where the oh, first
1: well, I mean, I don't know. I think this, the Royal Tenenbaums, is just the most Wes Anderson-y on a scale of...
2: Of one to Wes anderson Yeah, on a, a scale z- from... Zero
1: to Wes Anderson. It's... What's the least
2: Wes Anderson movie?
0: Nick had said something about Bottle Rocket because it was, it's, it's... He has not yet perfected his everything. But you can still see mm-hmm. the elements of it in future things like there's a scene where they're they're testing out these guns that they're going to use to rob a bookstore because they think that that's a good thing to do it's not as high risk and so but they also get like no money and they're yelling at the <laughs> well, guy put the money in the bag and he's like don't yell at me and he's like i'm sorry sir if you could just please put the money in the bag but they're testing out the guns and it like it's like just camera straight on them and They're there like shooting and that feels very wes anderson yeah. and uh pagoda is in both movies
1: oh really i
0: mean he's not Pagoda in, in Bottle Rocket, but the actor is the same. He is to us, though, yeah. right? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest is certainly more pink.
0: Yes. More pink. And sometimes more purple.
1: And purple. Yeah. And thus. But there are more Wilsons in this movie. There so are. So, I think more Wilsons, more Wes Anderson-y.
2: Yeah. As a person who's only seen those two, this movie just... I saw Grand Budapest and I thought, so this is what a Wes Anderson movie yeah. is. And I saw this and it just confirmed... This and, is what a Wes yeah. Anderson movie And you're
1: means. welcome, listeners.
0: Because that was my doing. <laughs>
2: this, had you seen Alien before? Mm-hmm. Okay. Along... To where like I'd forgotten Story Beast. Kind of like, it had been a while. like uh, Terminator 2. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. I probably saw those around the exact same time. I was probably like 9 or 10. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Good age for those movies. Here's
0: my question. And it's about Alien. Uh, I have now seen all of the Alien movies... Mm-hmm. All of the Alien prequels, mm-hmm. all of the Aliens versus Predators.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you seen? And you've seen all the Predators too, right? I've seen all the Predators now. Well, you've seen. You uh, got
0: the whole. It's been a minute since I've seen the Covenant because that was not easily available on a streaming site, and I didn't want to go digging for it.
1: Have you seen
0: it? I have seen it. once Oh, before. okay.
1: Yeah, I've seen it once too.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts out? on on these other movies? For those of you who have seen them,
1: they, you know, most of them had different directors and they feel yes. that way yes they so feel like they each had a different mm-hmm. director and they did so um
0: i was telling two films three curious alum the other bill that uh alien aliens alien 3 the assembly cut i didn't watch the theatrical ed- edition and alien resurrection mm-hmm. feel like they're hard to compare because they're four very different Subgenres of sci-fi. They are Alien One is that sort of thoughtful, suspenseful uh-huh. sci-fi. Voral. Aliens Which is, is it's an eighties action. It's, yeah, yeah,
1: dread. It's moody. Yeah. The yeah. assembly
0: cut is is this sort of like theological nihilist darkness of the world it feels like david fincher made a sci-fi movie yeah exactly and then alien resurrection is like a 2000s action movie which really shows you the extreme difference between yeah. that an 80s aliens. action movie and a, and a 2000s action movie
1: well i think aliens is your <coughs> 80s action movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and so it was i i I liked Prometheus, and I thought Alien vs. Predator 1 was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but those four, I, Alien Resurrection I think was my least favorite, but I I really liked it still. And I think all four of the Alien movies are, like if someone told me that one of them was their favorite, I wouldn't be like, well, why do you like that one? Like it, it's obvious to me why someone yeah. would pick any one of those four movies as their favorite.
1: Yeah. It was so hard to decide <clears throat> which Alien to do for this
0: there you go. There's another question. But, Why did you pick these two movies? I mean, apart from the um, fact that they're both uninvited guests. I would not have picked these two as examples of uninvited guests. I you think. wouldn't have? I just off the, like, to compare together. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I wouldn't have thought. I would have probably picked a similar genre for each, and then it wouldn't have yeah. been as cool to watch them that way.
1: Um. Well, <coughs> I mean, you guys know we all went back and forth on what we were going to mm-hmm. do for this episode a lot. But... I felt like these two movies were so different from each other. Yeah. In yeah. every way almost that it would be really interesting to watch them both look for similarities and that ultimately the uninvited guest is I mean, what allows you to talk about them both on one podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, I like that, that.
2: Some of our best episodes are ones movies you think, why would you like on 34th Street and Dawn of, of the, the Dead, dead. Yeah. who would or, think about uh, these movies <laughs> yes yeah. uh,
0: Jaws and Lars and the Real Girl is oh, another and that was another amazing I, one that was really good big ups to two films for Curious mm-hmm. Alumn mm-hmm. Um, here's a question as we're in question time uh, how much of picking Royal Tenenbaums was to get Tyler to watch Royal Tenenbaums
2: an amount none
1: a huge amount. A huge amount, Bill.
2: Thanks for asking, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, question. Thank you. Great question. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming. Thanks. Anyways,
2: uh, um,
0: thank you for listening. <laughs> keep watching movies, and uh, we love you. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, exit music? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, um, I love showing Tyler new movies. Same. And especially ones I do that I podcast. love. Yeah. Yeah. And especially movies that I love like the Rural Tendon bombs so
0: my newest yeah. goal for this podcast because I've already gotten Tyler to cry at Miracle on 34th Street
1: mm-hmm. and
0: watch a movie that he now wants to buy on DVD he
1: also cried during Alien so oh
0: <laughs> no that makes sense don't make that face I know you did I just I was sad when Ash got killed yeah that's a bummer man <laughs> poor Bilbo he's going to the Undying Lands he just passed he actually just, oh, passed he just died, so. So that's, yeah. yeah. thanks for bringing that down No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, my newest goal is to see how many horror movies I can get Tyler to watch.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: So uh, Nick has decided that when he we talked about this, that Mm -hmm. when he's on, he wants to do The Witch and M, Mm -hmm. uh, which is apparently. uh, But Uh there was another one. Oh, uh, Midsummer and and uh, Legally Blonde, and I've got the director's cut of Midsummer now, so uh, we'll watch that. But you have to come over to watch it because it's only 4K. So you have to come watch it on my TV. We can see all, all the bits. Yeah. Oh my God. So okay. And your new place. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen Midsummer?
1: No, I've not. Okay.
0: I know about Midsummer.
1: I know about it. I know about it enough to know that I'm so excited for that episode. There's
0: a scene (laughs) in it. I that I sent a meme after we watched it. Um, but there's a there's a scene like at, at the at the commune that they're at. The two oldest people in the commune. Uh, during the Midsummer celebration mm-hmm. kill themselves. They jump off a cliff. And the lady, like, jumps off the cliff and dies immediately. And the man, like a dumbass, jumps off feet first and his legs shatter. And so he's, like, just making horrible noises on the floor. And so another man comes up with a giant hammer and squishes his face. But it's an Ari Aster movie. So you get to see all of it. Ooh. <laughs> and so um i sent after the group that i saw it with after we watched it i sent them a meme where it's like hey what was the most disturbing part of midsummer for you and, and was i was like oh part- probably and then it was it the was cannibal the corpse cover yep. hammer smash hammer face, face.
2: <laughs> yep i remember that meme
0: <laughs> but yeah uh that's on the list uh texas chainsaw massacre and silence of the lambs will yes. probably be when we have you back to talk about uh, uh ed gein and other true crime nonsense oh i'm thrilled I'm very excited to have you on for that, especially because I was surprised at how much I liked *Texas Chainsaw Massacre*. That movie was proper horrifying. So you
1: know how long I've seen that, but yes, I I remember it. It really is a proper horror movie. Like it's. Yeah. Plus,
0: I'm excited to show you guys the the version that I have because the case is really weird. Looks, I've looks got like two like this. It's they're um, they look like CD cases, like jewel cases mm-hmm. that are just tall, like DVD height. And they were made by, <clears throat> I think, by Panasonic that used to make CDs, like they would print CDs. And so it's these really weird jewel cases. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, on the back of it, it looks like a pound of ground beef. Yep. Oh. It's so nasty. It's so oh. gross. I love it so much. Uh, you know but, who would yeah. love that? Is who? Ed Gein. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> would love that. He would love that. Would <laughs> that. Would probably, you know who would probably not love that? The guy that lives on Ed Gein's farm now that hates it when people try and take pictures in front of him.
1: Oh, I bet he would hate that.
0: <laughs> that dude is just trying to grow some plants. And people are like, hey, is this Ed Gein's house? And he's like, could you just fuck off? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to grow some plants here. But that
1: soil, it grows things really yeah. well. It's Extra been salted fertilized. with the blood of many humans. <laughs> <Extra> fertilized.
0: <laughs> there was that time when he burned the whole thing down and his brother died. That probably did
2: a lot for rejuvenating the soil. Yeah just like how forest fires are good for forests sometimes yeah. when it's a natural one.
1: That's the exact same thing.
0: Boom. There you go. Uh anyways, I think we've gotten far enough away from this. Uh do we have do you guys have any other questions about these movies? No. No.
1: I don't think I do.
0: All right. How many of the sequels have you guys seen? You've seen them all.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've only seen Aliens. Ah. Uh. Oh. Oh. The assembly cut was really good. Uh, yeah, you
1: need to watch Alien
0: 3. Our our, our uh, patron on Patreon, Chris, said the theatrical edition was not good. Uh, and I saw the first ten minutes of it, and I can't say, because then I realized that the extended edition was much better, so I watched that. And Alien Resurrection is v- certainly a Joss Whedon movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Have you seen Alien vs. Predator movies? Mm-mm. Oh, first one was I've really seen, good. I really like that. First yes. Predator
0: movie. First Predator movie helped me that's realize
1: need, that's all you need to see of the Predator. Movies. You
0: know, I really liked Predators. Really? Yeah, the one where they go to the Predator planet. Okay. I liked that one. That I thought was that was just a cool action recent, movie. Recent, right? Yeah, um, that was 2012. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 2012. Yeah. I did not care for the Is Predator that, with Olivia Munn. It was okay.
1: Is that the Adrian Brody one? Yes. That one can be skipped. Definitely.
0: No, I like that one. Really, the Adrian Brody one. Yeah, yeah. and then it's got uh, what's his name from that '70s show, and Lawrence Fishburne is in it.
1: Can be skipped, I think. No, that was fun. <laughs> that was cool. That's an awesome movie.
0: I love that movie. It's one of the few Predator movies I have on DVD. That one and the first Predator. I like the first one. I like the first one. You know what one can absolutely be skipped? Predator Two, <laughs> where it's in like a, it's in like.
2: That movie. LA or something? So,
0: right? Oceans 12 yeah. is kind of different than Oceans 11, yeah. 13, and 8 because Oceans 11 did so well, they are like, we need to pump out another one fast. And so they got a different heist movie and rewrote it to be an Oceans movie. Yeah. And it shows a little bit, but it's still good. I feel like Predator 2 was like, oh, fuck, Predator 1 was so good. Let's just grab a script. And so they picked a script up off the pile that was just. Gang Wars in L.A., and they're like, boom, throw a Predator in here. And you're like, what the uh-huh. fuck is this? Yep. But it does set up for the crossover because you do see a xenomorph skull in the, uh, the guy's thingy. Oh, so interesting.
1: Bringing it back.
2: Don't skip Predators. That looks really good. So xenomorphs exist on Earth in the 1980s? Xenomorphs
0: exist on Earth from the fundament of Earth. Yes. If you watch Alien vs. Predator 1. Mm-hmm. Xenomorphs exist on Earth because predators, spoiler alert, found the eggs, brought them to Earth, or found a queen, brought it to Earth, and then they do like it's like a game. See how many see if you can kill off all of the aliens. Yeah. So then why did and the corporation want do one gun. Xenomorph so bad an alien? Because the only remaining alien queen got blown up by the predator who was there in Alien vs Predator 1. Oh, Additionally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes some really severe logical leaps to be able to connect Alien versus Predator franchise with the Alien franchise, but not so much with the Predator franchise. But not so much with the Predator okay. franchise. So, because uh, apparently there's some, but it works. <clears throat> it works in a Star as a Wars Star kind Wars way. fan, yeah. yeah. Was to say it was about the same. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amanda, for being our guest. Thank you. Uh, keep watching movies and, and uh, stay curious and stay curious and uh
2: and we love you and we
0: love you